الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم Most respected mothers and sisters in Islam Alhamdulillah today at the madrasa the grand mothers of the students have been invited and they are present to be part of the process of educating their grandchildren so this is something that mashallah is a very positive step that everybody in a family is involved in the ta'aleem and the tarbiyat of the children as far as grandmothers, grandparents are concerned so generally this is the general concept that a grandparent is somebody who has now somewhat advanced in age though especially nowadays this is not a very uncommon situation that people are becoming grandparents and some have not yet even reached perhaps 40 years old so they are quite in some instances young grandparents but we will still just discuss what I wish to discuss ahead on the concept which generally has been there that a grandparent is somebody that has now moved on even in age and in any case this too is a sign of aging that now a person was at once upon a time just a parent they had their own little children and those children have grown up they have moved on they got married their children are now being educated in the madrasa so this is a sign that we have moved on who are grandparents and this should also be a message to us that we should be now preparing for our akhirat more than others everybody young and old every single person has to be preparing for the akhirat many a young person has gone before older people but in any case this is something that should make a person more conscious of the akhirat because from grandparenthood then some make it to become great grandparents and very 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 few if anybody then makes it beyond that that might be a small fraction of a percentage so in any case this is already a very big sign not everybody makes it to become great grandparents so we've reached a stage where we need to now look towards the akhirat but just on that note that a grandparent is somebody who has advanced in age shariat and deen has given great position and status to such people and just to understand this in the light of one or two ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in one hadith Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that inna min ijlalillahi taala ikram al muslim that it is part of the honoring of Allah taala that a person respects a muslim of advanced age an elderly muslim 
a person respecting an elderly Muslim, this is Allah Ta'ala's being a, this is part of the honor and honoring of Allah Ta'ala. Now can we imagine what a major virtue this is, what a great thing this is, and what a great encouragement for the younger people, for the children, for the grandchildren, that somebody has some parents who are now in their advanced years, they have become elderly, especially grandchildren, they have their elderly grandparents. What a great advice to them that look, you respect the elderly among you, this is part of respecting Allah Ta'ala and honoring Allah Ta'ala. Then in another hadith sharif, Nabi Islam gives a tremendous virtue that ma akram shabun shaykhan li sinnihi illa qayyadallahu lahu mayyukrimuhu inda sinnihi that when a young person respects and serves an elderly person because of the person's age. In other words, sometimes it might be a situation where there is no family relationship. It's not one's parent, it's not one's grandparent, it is not some uncle or aunt. There isn't any, for example, neighborly relationship. Okay, it's not only neighbor, so the neighbor has some rights. So on that basis, or anything of this nature. It's purely, it's somebody, it might be a total stranger. I just came to know suddenly this old person has some, requires some assistance and the person rushed to help the person purely of his age. Somebody was walking and they saw this old man or old woman, that lady who was walking. So she went and helped this old lady to walk because she saw her battling. Why she saw, went to help her? Because of her old age. Nabi Islam is saying that whenever somebody will honor and serve an elderly person because of their age, now that is purely because of the age. Now if the person is a neighbor, that person has so much more rights that he should be respected, he should be helped. And if that person is a family person, then those rights increase even more. And if it is one's own parents or grandparents, that now multiplies even greater. So, even if it was just only the person for the sake of the age, the peace Islam says that Allah Ta'ala loves this so much that Illa Qayyadallahu lahu mayyukrimuhu in the sin. The day that the person who helps somebody because of the age, one day they will grow old because nobody can remain young forever. Either person is gone from dunya in his young days or he's going to grow old, he's not going to remain young forever. When that person has become old and he will need the help of others, Allah Ta'ala will appoint people to assist him. Why? Because he assisted those who were in need because of their infirmity, because of their old age. Allah Ta'ala will now appoint somebody because he did a good deed to someone previously. Now in his time of need, people will be old. Allah Ta'ala will make the means for people to assist him. What a great virtue this is of somebody who has advanced age. So these are the virtues that are coming as a result of serving somebody, serving somebody who is elderly. There are many, many other hadiths. Once somebody took people came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi a younger person started saying whatever the issue was. He started to stop the kabbir. Kabbir. Let the bigger and the elderly person, let the elderly person, the one who is elder, continue the talk. This is part of the respect. In so many other aspects, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught the same etiquette. 
If now an elderly person and a young person both are now going to be crossing the Salam to the elderly person. So, the open, whoever does it first. But the etiquette is that the younger person must not wait. But this all teaching respect for the elderly. MashaAllah, Allah Ta'ala, out of His grace, out of His kindness, out of His mercy, has taken so much of, has given so much of consideration and so much of emphasis on looking up to the elderly. Allah Ta'ala gave so many virtues for those who respect the elderly, to serve them, to honor them. This is something that we need to reflect upon for this purpose. How kind Allah Ta'ala has been to us. That by means of these virtues, Allah Ta'ala has raised the position and status of the elderly. In fact, when a person reaches the age of eight, then the rewards are just written for whatever amal we done prior without those amal being done anymore. The person was constant on nawafil, on tahajjud, on tilawat, on various other amal. Now to the old age, years old, without doing those amal, the reward has been constantly written. Subhanallah, can we imagine what kindness of Allah Now, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala has given such great position, status, honor, respect, to those who are advanced in age. But together with position, status, there is a very great role that the elderly play in any society. Unfortunately, in Western society, the elderly are relegated to nothing and they just have some Mother's Day, some Father's Day to go and just see the elderly parents and just give them one bunch of roses one gift and they will see you next year this time it is more of a heartbreak to those poor parents than anything else that this is my worth that now once a year or some odd occasion when now the person is in some real situation only then I'll be remembered I will be thought of otherwise there's nobody to care for me nobody to be concerned about me that is the situation in western society unfortunately to the extent that in our communities, the Western lifestyle has been adopted. To the extent that the Western mindset is the same problem that the Western society has been facing for ages. In our community also we have seen similar situations. This is the important point that we need to make. Mashallah, we have come today to the Madrasa and to know that your grandchild is also studying in the Madrasa. The role that every grandparent and a very effective role that every grandparent can play in the tarbiyat of their children. This requires a lot of hikmah and wisdom. It requires sensitivity. It requires doing things in a very appropriate and a suitable manner. But there is a degree of influence that every grandparent generally has over the grandchildren over the children of course, over the grandchildren with love and affection they can be winning the hearts of your grandchildren and teaching them how to conduct themselves this is not something that is really just coming to mind at this very moment, I never thought of mentioning this prior but the only 
grandparent that I had the good fortune of seeing in my lifetime was my nanny. The rest of my grandparents passed away before I was born. I can remember that many of the incidents in the Fadailas of the heart, the end of the Fadailas of the heart, the incidents mentioned there of the pious personalities, very inspiring. In fact, everyone could make a note of reading of these incidents. They have a very deep impact of the heart. Sixty incidents of the pious people towards the end of Fadailas of the heart. So, much later, perhaps, beyond that, but for the first time I came across the virus of the heart. So when I probably heard it being read somewhere, I heard from my for whom Nani, the incident I heard from her, a good number of those incidents, I remember sitting quite young when she passed away, I was still in primary school at the time, but I recall those incidents and that was the first time I heard about it. And she would sit myself and some others in the home down and she would tell us these incidents. She stayed at our place for sometimes a good period of time. But this was her manner and way. Now those incidents were heard in childhood. We call it childhood because it was early primary school. But Alhamdulillah, it sat in the mind. And afterwards, I had never heard about those incidents, never knew about them. But as soon as it came, somebody read it somewhere, or I might have read it myself, the full thought was still in my mind, fresh, because it was heard in early life. And that message and lesson was still there. And this was the effort of a grandparent. She, mashallah, Allah had blessed her tremendously. She was an extremely pious person. Her practice daily was, apart from other ma'amulat, she would complete her ishraq sara, and then daily she would decide salatul tasbih. And many other, subhanallah, she, the tasbih also that she left behind as part of her inheritance and legacy was a thousand beat tasbih, which that was the first time in my life I saw a thousand beat tasbih, together with her and others. I had the opportunity of reciting something on the tasbih as well. Allah knows best why all these thoughts are coming now. But in any case, the point is that Allah Ta'ala blessed her tremendously. This is also something which, just on that note, after she passed away, ten years later, her cover was opened to bury somebody else, and they found her kafan, etc., everything intact. This I personally verified from the person who saw it, and this was, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala's blessing upon her. We digressed a lot from, in any case it's related, but digressed from the point. The issue is that parents, grandparents, mashallah, grandchildren take to them. Now it is what they tell them. Sometimes, Allah forbid, grandparents go into a different direction and they are giving children another line this is something very, very detrimental where the child is being taken in a line which is against the Quran and Sunnah. We get sometimes these kind of correspondence coming from young girls that I wish to dress in a very modest way, but my grandmother buys these kind of garments 
And if I don't wear them, she becomes very upset. And I feel that these garments are not keeping in keeping with the dictates of Haya. It's not in accordance to what the Haya we have been taught. But my grandmother bought it, and if I don't wear it, she becomes very upset. And then it. Now, her concern is that is this breaking family ties now that my grandmother will become upset with me? And would I be now earning the curse of Allah Ta'ala that I have displeased my grandmother? Whereas the issue is that if a person is being instructed by one's parents, grandparents to do something which is not in keeping with deen, with the teachings of the Quran and Sunnah, then that is not permissible to accept such an instruction. One will have to make sabr on their displeasure, but one cannot accept to fulfill something that is impermissible. It doesn't comply with the requirements of haya, etc. But the point that we are making is that now so many young people in a dilemma when the grandparent is giving a direction which is not in compliance to the what they are being taught in the madrasa for example whereas mashallah many grandparents play a very positive role in their grandchildren's education in their upbringing in their tarbiya and by constantly talking to them in a very affectionate manner by highlighting the good messages that have been taught to us in the ahadith, etc., in the lives of the akabirin, they win them over with love. Parents are sometimes have to take a bit of a stern line in order to uh, maintain the discipline. But mashallah, grandparents generally have a very soft spot for their grandchildren. So the grandchildren also bond with them very easily because of their compassion and kindness and good nature with the grandchildren. So the grandchildren are very receptive to the grandparents. Now this is that positive role that mashallah many do play and which everybody should be making an effort to play. One is for example to be checking in a nice way and assisting and helping that you learn your sabbath, what you learnt now, how many surahs you finished, how many du'as you've learned, are you I'm sure you are reciting those du'as, mashallah, what a wonderful child, after eating, after drinking, after when you wake up, before going to the toilet, etc. All the various du'as, I'm sure, mashallah, you are reciting these du'as, what a wonderful, with that praise, with that encouragement, with that acknowledgement, not in a, in a strict manner, but in a very loving way, and mashallah, this goes a very long way. One person, one young boy, said, my parents have been breaking their head from such a long time to try and knock some sense in me but finally my grandfather spoke to me and I realized my folly and I accepted it his parents have been telling him the same thing but when his grandfather said it to him now it suddenly struck him now my grandfather is saying the same thing and now he took it to heart this is how sometimes it just that the parents are saying the same thing but they take it from the grandparents so, mashallah, we have this opportunity to play a very big role. So, one is in the aspect of sabak, what you have learned, etc., etc. But more important and, well, you can say equally important, equally important and in a sense more important, is to play a positive role also in the therapy of the child. Mashallah, we ask the child what you learned. The child says he learned how to perform salah. He learned all the masail of salah. What was your lesson in fiqh today? But the tarbiyah part of it, that's the talim, mashallah. But the tarbiyah part of it is that, are you now performing your salah? 
to encourage the child. Many times the child is in the company of the grandparent for a good amount of time to be constantly encouraging. It's time for Salah, I am now making my wudu, you also make your wudu. But the child wants to delay, no, in a nice way. Come, I want to read, make my Salah with you. We will make side by side. You make your Salah, I will make my Salah. But at the same time, we will both go to make our Salah. So, in that encouraging manner, that child is very likely to take to the grandparent and take the tarbiyah from the grandparent. This is the thing, as we mentioned right at the beginning, that we, Allah has blessed me with grandchildren as well, this message is for me also, that we who are grandparents, we have to be now looking at akhirat more seriously, compared to anybody else. Anybody else also has to be looking at akhirat seriously. The person can be as young as he may be, or she may be, she has to be considering akhirat very seriously. But obviously a grandparent now even more seriously. Because we are on bonus time. In a sense we are on bonus time. So now that we have to be looking at akhirat more seriously, this is the legacy that we have to leave behind. The legacy that we have to leave behind is pious offspring. In the Quran Sharif, in Surah Al-Kahf, there is the incident in Surah Al-Kahf about Musa Salam went on this journey with Hazrat Khizr Salam. The lengthy incident, while they were on this journey, there were several things happened on which Musa Salam raised a kind of objection. One of the things that happened was they passed through a town, they were very hungry, they had no money, and it was now compulsory upon the people of the town to entertain them, meaning to feed them something to eat at least, because they are travelers in those days, it wasn't like how it is nowadays person is traveling deserts and whatever for long journeys, then he'll come to one little town, there's no restaurants or some eating place where he can now fulfill his requirements. So it's now compulsory on the people to the extent of their need, uh, capacity, take care of the traveler. But now these people totally refuse, they refuse to entertain them by the very basics, giving them just something to eat, whatever. As they were now leaving, because nobody wanted to uh, entertained them in any way, there was no hospitality from these people as they were leaving the town. Khizr sees one wall, perhaps of a house or something, the wall is now going to collapse. You can see now that the city is beginning to crack, to collapse. So Khizr of his own accord, whatever might have been required, some sand, etc., he started taking from there, making that mixture, and he started repairing this wall. Musa objected to this that in the sense that these people were so rude they were so unhospitable they didn't even allow or couldn't even give us just something basic to eat now you are doing this job for them for free you could have at least charged them a fee for it you could have used that money to buy something to eat whatever so Khizr said look after the whole incident was over he said, you go your way, I go my way now. But let me tell you what was the story behind this. He says, all the things that happened, it was by the command of Allah Ta'ala. In this instance, he says that, Ammal jidaru fakana bi This wall, part of that house, this wall, this belonged to two yatims, two orphans who were living here in this city. And their parents had passed away. Beneath this wall there was a treasure buried for these yatims, which their parents had 
worried. Perhaps now the father was now very ill or something, and he realized that he's not going to survive long. He perceived this, so he buried this treasure under this wall in the hope that it will stay concealed, it will stay safe until such time that someday when these children have grown up, they are capable of looking after their own wealth, then somehow it will get exposed and they will realize that this is their treasure and they will take charge of it. Now if it gets exposed, somebody might usurp it. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَكَانَ تَحْتَهُ كَنْزٌ لَهُمَا Allah Ta'ala made this very great intizam, this arrangement for the protection of the wealth of these children. What was the arrangement? Allah Ta'ala sent two great personalities, Nabi Hazrat Musa and Hazrat Khizr sent them to come and take care of this wall that was collapsing. Allah Ta'ala made it such that they would pass through this place, they would see it and they would do what is necessary to reinforce this wall, to build it up again, so that this wall does not collapse now and this wealth does not get exposed. Otherwise others are going to usurp it. For the protection of the wealth of these two yatims, Allah Ta'ala made this intizam, Allah Ta'ala made this arrangement. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an Sharif further that this very very unique arrangement for the protection of the wealth of these two yatims was made. Why? وَكَانَ أَبُوهُمَا صَالِحًا That their father was a very pious person. And here this by extension is their parents. But now which father? In one explanation of this is it was their grandparents. And in another explanation, it was the grandparents, meaning seven generations up, Abbas Sabia. The grandparents, seven generations up, their piety, the blessings of their piety, the great, great, great grandchildren were now enjoying. That as a result of the blessings of the piety of the grandparents, Allah Ta'ala was providing this ajeeb security for the wealth of these little yatims. So, what we learn from this is, that the piety of the grandparents, their dedication to deen, their having the correct mindset of deen, all this impacts on the children, the grandchildren, great-grandchildren, it has a tremendous impact. So now this is what is, alhamdulillah, many, many grandparents who play this role, and inshallah everybody will be playing this role, that to give deeny direction to our grandchildren, and leave this legacy of deen for our grandchildren. That when we are gone, they will remember their grandparents and they will remember them not as my grandmother used to uh, do this and that, meaning she, mashallah, used to wear such high heels that even I can't wear it. Oh, my grandmother, oh, you couldn't even keep up with her. She was such a smart and fashionable woman that uh, even in my teens I couldn't keep up with her. Now, that is not some way which we want to be remembered as grandparents. Alhamdulillah, I don't think anybody here, this description fits it. But unfortunately, out there in the world, this is becoming the situation. This is becoming the situation out there in the world. We're talking about in the Muslim communities because of aping the West. MashaAllah, this is a gathering of those who are more conscious of deen. So we won't have this kind of situation here. But what, how we want to be remembered by our children, grandchildren, that they raise their hands and make dua for us, Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani sahira. Ya Allah, you have mercy on my parents, my grandparents, as they showed mercy upon me. And the greatest mercy that they showed to us is that they guided us towards deen, they guided us towards that which is going to be of benefit to us in the akhirat. 
and that makes our dunya also. As we just understood from this incident that we discussed, that the piety of the grand, great, great grandparents, this was coming for the benefit of the dunya of the great grandchildren. The dunya of the great grandchildren was also being protected because of the piety of their grandparents. So this is the line that we need to adopt. This is the direction we need to take. On this note in particular, I will just emphasize two aspects. That what is very, very fast leaving our children, grandchildren, it's becoming something that is extremely, it's, it's not just worrying, it is something extremely alarming. It is something that requires extreme urgent attention. One is the aspect of adab, the other is the aspect of haya. And both are very, very closely linked as well. This is fast leaving the ummah if it's not already gone in so many instances. And whereas these are very essential qualities of deen and iman, without haya, iman itself is in tremendous danger. It's like almost like on the brink. This is in the light of a hadith sharif of Rasulullah that iman and haya, they, are, they coexist. When one is gone, the other will go. As grandparents, we, those who might be in our 50s, even beyond that, we definitely saw and do remember our grandparents if we saw them. Our parents, elderly parents, if we are in our 50s, if they were alive today, they would have been in the late 70s, whatever the case may be. So we have seen and we had the good fortune of seeing that era where there was a very high level of haya. There was haya in dressing, there was haya in speaking, there was adab in how people interacted with their parents, with their extended family. It might be the uncle, but the uncle was given no less respect than the father. It might have been the khala or the uh, aunt, the paternal aunt or maternal aunt, but she was given no less respect than one's own mother. Unfortunately now, let alone the aunt, even the mother is not respected properly. Let alone the uncle, even the father is not given due respect. And obviously this is a very dangerous situation. And as far as haya is concerned, then Allah forbid, Allah forbid, if we don't try to do something now to turn the tide, the speed at which things are going, and how this is something that in our regular weekly talks repeatedly this topic comes up about the the manner in which the dressing is going down to the drains many of us would have seen and remember the kind of dressing of our mothers our grandmothers if nowadays somebody had to dress like that what would it be regarded as then if that is going to be regarded as something very, very old-fashioned, something that is something to be laughed at, Nauzubillah, then where have we gone? Who, 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 is going, who was laughing at it at that time also? At that time, they were dressed in that manner. It was the West that was laughing at it. It was the Western culture that was laughing at it. It was those without Iman that was laughing at it. And now if we are laughing at it, on whose side we have gone? On whose lines we have joined up? That what at one time the believers adopted, 
and the disbelievers laughed at it. Allah forbid today Muslims are laughing at it. On whose side we have gone to stand? And whose ranks we have we want to join up? Now this is where we have to play a role. We have to start encouraging in a nice way, bringing back the true culture of Haya in dressing. Because this is where the rot starts. And Allah forbid when it starts off, there are so many correspondences that come, there's so many complaints that come, there's so much of it. And there's so many times when people, there's so many marriages that are in such turbulent situations because that young girl wants to dress like no different to that girl without Iman and she wants to go and parade the streets and the husband can't tolerate this, that how can this ever happen? And because he is not happy about this, there's a major fight in the home and but now over what? Over something which should never have been a problem because the teachings of Deen are very clear. The haya that Deen has taught us is very clear. But now because of the abandonment of that haya, this is now the end result. But where it starts off, it starts off young. And when it's young, when they are young, we say, well, they are still children. We can't start making them like grannies from now. So, when they do become grannies, they are still like those children. They are still behaving in the same manner. They still want to dress in that same manner. Because that's where it starts off from. So, mashallah, this is a gathering of people who have that potential, who have that ability, who have that capacity, who have that foresight, who have that good fortune of having seen that era of Haya which existed 50 years ago, 60 years ago, they had that good fortune of seeing, mashallah, what haya meant in reality, what respect meant. So mashallah, they still have that capacity, that opportunity, in the light of what they had seen with their own eyes, of what existed 50 years ago, 60 years ago, to guide their grandchildren, to bring up these qualities of iman again in the community, to establish these things, and this will be the legacy that we will leave behind and they will appreciate it they will respect it in our maktab days this incident just comes to mind again there was one ustad mashallah who was very strict on adab I happened to meet him not long ago he's quite elderly now and we got talking about the maktab days and he says that he was gone for umrah and in the distance he can see somebody you can make out now this person looks like somebody from South Africa now. So you see in the distance in the Haram Sharif, while in the Haram Sharif in Makkah Mukarramah, in the distance it was quite, he went at a quiet time, it was quiet. <coughs> you can see in the distance somebody is picking up the Quran Sharif that are kept all around the place in a haphazard manner, Nauzubillah. And he's taking it and he's keeping it properly in the shelves. Nicely where it's supposed to be. Now somebody just leaves it anyhow, anywhere. So he now you can see, but this person looks familiar from the distance. As he came closer, he started recognizing, yes, who it is. It was one of my classmates from Maktab. It was somebody who was with us in the same class. He said, as he came closer, he, that person saw him also. So he came quickly to meet him. So when, he, when they met, this Ustad of ours says that he congratulated him. Mashallah, I'm seeing, Mashallah, you taking all the Quran Sharif and you are putting it properly in its place. So he says, this person reply, replied and said that from the time in the maktab one day when I just kept the Quran haphazardly and you gave me one nice, now he used the word 
those days, okay, this is how it worked. He, he says, you gave me one good sounder for it. He says, ever since, I have always been very conscious about the respect of the Qur'an Sharif. And now here also, when I see the Qur'an Sharif just kept anyhow, I just can't leave it like that. I have to go and just pick it up properly and put it in its place properly. Now the point is that, subhanAllah, this person has become so conscious of the adab of the Qur'an Sharif. This is his legacy that the Ustad, mashallah, left and he'll be remembered for life. And this legacy will be passed on to this person's children. Inshallah, this will continue, the Isale Sawab will continue to this Ustad. Like that, we are also the teachers of our children and grandchildren. We have also a legacy to leave. Let us leave the legacy of Deen, the legacy of Haya, the legacy of Adab, the legacy of making Deen the priority in our lives, the legacy of respecting elders, the legacy of giving due concern to making an effort to uplift Deen, and all the other things that go in the positive line of things. And mashallah, we will be not just remembered for this, but this will become a means of Isale Sawab for us, a means of the raising of our stages in the Akhirat, and become a means of every good for us. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept your sacrifices, Allah ta'ala accept your coming, make it a means of every khair, Allah ta'ala make it a means of moving our children correctly in the direction of deen and closer to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala keep all with sihat and afiyat, Allah ta'ala fulfill all the pious aspirations, remove each and every difficulty of each person, remove all the anxieties and worries, Allah ta'ala keep all with the protection of iman, life, health, wealth, and keep all in complete afiyat in dunya and akhirat. وآخر دعوانا للحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على تلحي قدير ربنا هبلنا من أزواجنا وبرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخسنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف النعات اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله